You're listening to Think. It's like think, but with an M instead of an N. A podcast for learning. The number one educational-ish podcast in Cincinnati. I'm your host, Nicholas Rue, and with me is... You say it. God. God. <laughs> you got a promotion. Yeah. Up from co-host to God. Yeah, pod, podcast, God, the, Godcast. Damn it. Godcast, resident deity... Paul yes, Vine. Paul Vine. I didn't know this was what I was walking into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to get worse. <laughs> yeah. As his beard disappears, it will get worse. Uh, with us, the third voice you've heard. The Five Feet of Fury, Diego Sanchez. Diego. And, as always, Harold. Harold. <laughs> Not as always. Well, as back. Harold lost his title. <laughs> He's defeated in a match. And now he's lost to his title. Gary, the audio guy. There yeah, was a Gary. mud wrestling match. So here's a fun fact about me. We're going to start educating. Yeah, let's people. get into our, our yeah. guest. This is of, the quickest the we've week. ever gotten into a topic. Well, no, we can still... Do you want to talk about like movie trailers or Elon Musk? Because <laughs> well... I'd rather not. <laughs> we can. I just oh, want to make Detective Pikachu though. <laughs> okay, let's let's get into let's introduce Diego. Yes. Well, part of my introduction <laughs> is. Is that I am currently the reigning Northside champion of the world. Oh. Yes. In I have, wrestling? In wrestling, yeah. Okay. So a few months ago, I had a viewing party at my apartment, and I defeated the legendary John Hayes mm. of Flesh Mother fame. Yeah. Um, comedy fame as well. I actually also did uh, MMA for a while, and I defeated him. And now I have a flower crown, so I'm like wow. the champion. That's, so my, my follow-up question here is does that give you the right to just challenge anybody you see walking on the street in north side it does however i want to hold on to that flower crown okay that's... for as long as possible sure so you're really waiting for you're like you're north side champ and it's on everyone else to challenge you yeah that's kind of the concept of north side in general okay <laughs> now, now, well, now all all number, listeners all number of listeners who listen to this podcast will know and will be like knocking on your door, just screaming like, I, I don't know what the official challenge like. You drop a hanky. Yeah, is there? Is, <laughs> is, is that, it's not a it's not a glove slap, right? That's so more actually, of a duel. this is uh, <laughs> like a limp glove. You take your glove off and. So in Japan, the classic way to challenge an opponent, especially if it's for a title, uh, and it's actually the utmost sign of respect is to go to their face and slap them as hard as you can. Okay, all right. That's a sign of respect. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I respect Nick every day, pretty much. Then <laughs> I appreciate it. I love this brown on brown you have going on. Oh, thank you. I brown hat, brown shirt, brown Here. eyes, brown hair. My license says bro, bro. Oh, jeez. Oh boy. And that's how I like to live my life. It's very poop emoji. You that's... know who else has a brown hat? Who? Detective Pikachu. <laughs> All right. All right. I haven't seen that trailer. It's an, you haven't seen that no. trailer? Oh, my God. Um, I almost think we should pause this so that we can watch the trailer and then discuss. Uh, so. Well, actually, if you haven't seen it, Diego, um, when you think of, let's say, uh, uh, Pikachu, we're able to like talk like a human. You know? Could yeah. communicate in full senses. What kind of voice do you think Pikachu would have? Hmm, I would say something similar to my voice in middle school, like, 
very much this, but like five octaves higher. Okay, I could see that. But I don't know. I feel like my voice is also kind of monotone. Well, then now imagining that imagine they're taking Pikachu but trying to like subvert it and make him a, a like a detective. What kind of voice do you think he would have? He's gonna be British, first of all. I like that idea. Is he yeah. British? No. Oh, it gets me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to tell you because it's the worst choice that makes the most sense from a marketing standpoint. Oh, jeez. I don't know. Like, maybe this is controversial and problematic, but PB Herman like voice. Oh no. Something like squeaky. Yeah, Squeaky's Squeaky good. would Squeaky totally. He's a it's a dang mouse. Squeaky would fit. <laughs> I even think there, there was there was the the campaign online, a petition online when they announced the idea and came out with the American version of the game for it to be Danny DeVito, mm. which kind of makes sense to me because when I think detective, you know, especially in a modern context, when I think like short detective, I could see it very much being like a, a like a Columbo esque. Peter Falk, Columbo, kind of Dennis Franz from NYPD Blue, like the gruff kind of like eccentric, but like, you know, talks in a weird, a little Italian city way. And then people suggested Danny DeVito, because when you throw Peter Falk, Dennis Franz and Pikachu together, you basically get Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. They did not go with Danny DeVito. They went with a different actor whose name also is alliterative. Mm-hmm. Alliterative. So that's like two letters, right? Yes. It's the same. Okay. They went with Ryan Reynolds. That's hot. <laughs> that He's hot. You know who's not hot? Pikachu in a detective cap. Oh, okay. I think okay. that sounds really hot. I think that sounds really hot. Pikachu can get it whenever. Oh my God. So can um, not Mew, but like the evolution of Mew. Mm. Mewtwo? Mewtwo? No, 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 no. Meow. That's what I meant. Oh. The oh. Persian cat. Yeah. Persian cat. Yeah. He can get it. <laughs> okay. Also, Not Meow? No, he's a little bit too twinky for me. Alright. I like yeah. the mysterious ones. Oh, I, that bodybuilder one with like five R's? Oh, Machoke. Yeah. Or Machoke. <laughs> That's Machamp. Because yeah. what's the little one? Machop? Machop, Machoke, Machamp. These are all things I would like to do <laughs> with those <laughs> Pokemon. What about, well, uh, Graf, Graveler has four arms. Graveler also has four, but he's rock. And I feel like that may be not comfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be in the moon. <laughs> For a good Graveler. I mean, there's always Snorlax. If, you, if, if you've got a type. Snorlax is a cuddler. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would like to. Snorlax is always sleepy, but you got to play goddamn flute to get him to do anything. Mm-hmm. There was someone else who was really hot. I think it of was Pokemon. Uh huh. I think it was. I forget his name. It's one of the like ghastly. Gengar or Haunter? Haunter. He was really hot. The the middle one. <laughs> what about Hip Hipmonlee or Hipmonchan? <gasps> yeah. Alakazam. I was uh, yeah. Wait, which one's Alakazam? That's third. The third one with the spirit. Because there's Abracadabra mm-hmm. Alakazam, right? Mm-hmm. With that Russian psychic suit over. Mm-hmm. So you're pro Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. You well, not per se. Else. Not per se. I just think the idea of Ryan Reynolds is hot. I mean, it, <laughs> it definitely is going to be like they did this so that Deadpool 3 or whatever. Yeah, no, I, mm. I feel like it, it fundamentally came from like, all right, the market that still plays Pokemon Go is the exact same market of people that bought tickets to see Deadpool and Deadpool 2 in theaters multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just get Ryan Reynolds in that role. Well, the, are you familiar with the plot of the movie or the game? Because the, the plot of the movie apparently is taken from the plot of the game. So in, in the movie trailer, from what I can tell, is it's that this new rookie cop's dad has gone missing. 
and Pikachu shows up to team up with him to help him find what happened to his dad. Yes, his dad was in a car accident and disappeared Okay, in a different city. So he moves to Rhyme City, which is where it takes place, in order to find information about his dad who went missing. It's unclear if he's actually a cop. There's specifically a part in the trailer where he says, we're not cops. But it also definitely, this part of the trailer makes it seem like he is a cop. Yeah. It's a mystery, too. So... But yeah, and then like yeah, I guess he's gonna—he's the only person that can understand Pokemon, or at least this Pikachu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if he can understand other Pokemon. It seems like I mean the the bad example is that they they um, interview Mr. Mime. Yeah, people, <laughs> people are so upset about the texture of Mr. Mime. I I kind of am oh, into the the weird like, not realistic, but like the like. First off, Jigglypuff looks like Morrissey and had the same demeanor of, of Morrissey. I didn't... So, in the trailer I watched, I did not see Jigglypuff. There's, it was a cut to, like, a scene of Jigglypuff and there's, like, a guy asleep at a table and Jigglypuff is, like, mad that he's fallen asleep. Okay, so Which, Jigglypuff from the anime. Yeah, also, I like, like Morrissey Jigglypuff. But, it, yeah, he has that big, like, the you know, the curl? The curl, it yeah. Looks like the, and he's the, fluffy. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I would actually love to see fucking Morrissey voice Jigglypuff. I was thinking the same thing. Mm. Yes. It's, it's very, like, put all, you to sleep. All, all of his lines are like, Don't eat me. <laughs> Whatever the fuck Morrissey sounds like when he talks. What? That's what he sounds like when he sings. He sounds like he's being tickled. I, I, I feel like he's got kind of... Like, this like this kind of voice. Yeah, so but he's being but that, but he's being tickled. Okay, it's Jigglypuff. That's good. No, but that's normal. <laughs> There's a light. He's like, hey, me out tonight. Like he's got that like quaver that like he's like oh. <laughs> okay, like he's always cold. Yeah, I sound different being tickled than oh, cold. Oh man, yeah. To me, those are the same. I was thinking like emotion. giggling all the time. Like, oh, <laughs> stop. <laughs> I don't know who talks like that. I don't know. Either. I don't know who has a voice that's just underlying. Like, uh, yeah, but that's that's the thing. It's like this. I'm really excited for this movie because I think it's going to be awful. Mm-hmm. And I'm super. What do you think is going to be better overall? Like, gen- uh, okay, better for you. Um, the coming series of Pokemon movies because Detective Pikachu is certainly the first one, or. The Avatar sequels. Oh, that, mm. I've never seen Avatar. You are not missing out. Yeah. I don't. I'm not interested in that kind of story plot. If you didn't see it in yeah theaters, there's really I don't no know what the sequels could possibly about be about for Avatar. Because like they defended the planet, like unless Earth is coming back again. The only thing I can think is like. Uh, they go like Knights of the Old Republic with the story. Just go like deep into past lore yeah. of the Avatar world. Like, how did they learn to like? Because the okay, the thing that always struck me as being really weird with Avatar is like the way that the Navi have sex is they take their weird hair tendl- tendrils. If you haven't seen Avatar, this is an important part of Avatar. And they put them together, and that's like how they they have sex is they connect. That way. That's very like Animal Kingdom. Right. But then they also yeah, do that like, when they ride their like horses. Mm, they, like, they like, yeah, they like do that with their horses so that they can like help control their horses better. Mm-hmm. And mm. I'm just like, imagine. Well, they're probably just not sending like horny thoughts to the horses. I mean, some might be. I don't. 
they probably don't have the same. I just, I guess they don't have the same like morality that we do. Like, they might just be like, yeah, that's cool, that's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's not like a inherently, you know, sexual kind of connection. Or maybe they just, they just don't like shame sexuality in their universe, kingdom, yeah. planet. 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 It's, it's a very dumb movie where humans go to an alien planet to get a resource. And then using technology, one of the humans disguises himself as one of the aliens. But then he falls in love with one of the aliens. And then they connect hair and have sex. And then they go to destroy the planet and he defends the planet against it. And then they find out he's doing that. And then they win at the end. This is very, like, colonialism. It is. Is is. that, like, the the thing? Mm -hmm. Like, the commentary? USA? Yeah, it's well, it's very it's Pocahontas, it's Dances with Wolves, it's all those movies about like how love can cause people to turn against their the their own race or species or whatever. I feel like it is saying like colonialism is bad, but then like making it dis on a distant alien planet. Yeah, and not like relating to the fact mm. that like similar things are it's actually those, going on. It sounds like the person who made it probably pretentious and was like only like the smart people will understand there is not a better word to describe James Cameron than pretentious I mean they name like they the material they have (laughs) to get in the movie is called an unobtainium which is like a joke in a lot of like writing circles of the like MacGuffin like thing you can't get and they actually went ahead and named it that Mm. So. so how about we talk about um, what you wanted to talk about <laughs> <laughs> instead of Avatar, which we are about 12 years late to the party on explain, <laughs> criticizing Avatar out, for being der- derivative. <laughs> I think it came out like 2008. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we're 10 years late. Late to the party, but always on time. That's fine. Your party sounds better. Now, what, what, what would you like to teach us about today? So this is, this is the reason why this came about in general. Um, I've been having like wrestling viewing parties at home because we've been paying for the WWE Network ten dollars or something a month. Yeah, and we like never watched it because it's hard to kind of like get back into. So a bunch of people will start watching it with us who had never seen it before, and they were super into like the women mm-hmm. in wrestling. Yeah, you had an oh. event recently that was like what was it a major like women wrestling event? So that's actually where I'm gonna start. Okay. So, um. Recently, we are a few weeks removed from. So, so this is the history of. It's a. I, I want to highlight a some brief of the, history of. Yes. Women in wrestling, women's wrestling. Yes, because a lot of people, mainstream wrestling, would lead you to believe that women's wrestling started like in the eighties, but has been going on since like the forties, fifties, since World War Two. Okay. So, I wanted to start with the recent kind of starting now and then working my way back yes and then kind of just showing like how far we have come but so much we also need to work on so we just had the first ever wwe all women's pay-per-view but the way it was marketed by wwe which is like the undisputed main dog in the wrestling world like no other competition like owns all the blue spaces on monopoly yeah they got john cena they have John Cena. They have The Rock. Um, Does The Rock still wrestle? 
So or does he show up every now and then to just like wave? And he's like, I'm he would wrestle a few years ago. He was he would do a like a show or two. He would mm-hmm. do WrestleMania and then a few other ones. Um, but that was kind of one of the big uh, controversies that he was a part timer, which is like horrible if you're like an internet wrestling fan. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he I don't think is allowed to wrestle anymore because of contracts and. Hollywood, he's I think just came out as like the highest paid actor. That sounds in the right. World. Yeah. So he's been in like thirty movies this year, yeah. and they all and five of them have basically the same plot. So <laughs> the Tooth Fairy. Oh God, that's a, that's a good one. They should do it. Remove child, replace with giant gorilla. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he can't uh, wrestle anymore because they don't want him to get hurt and then not be able to film and bring in the big money. I think the only other wrestler I know is China. Okay, so this is something else I want to talk about and how certain women are being erased from wrestling, even though, by the WWE specifically, um, even though we're currently in this whole revolution, evolution in women's wrestling, which is also problematic to say because, again, it leads you to believe that WWE is revolutionizing women's wrestling when really they're super late to the party. Like, they're talking about Avatar today when it happened, like... (laughs) Well, they just did the like Saudi Arabia event. Oh they, my god! They were just like, all right, it's twice a big, in one year. It's like a big thing, but also the women cannot wrestle. No, so here's a problem I have. <laughs> so, um, when it was announced that women were gonna have the first ever asterisk uh, pay per view dedicated to all women, like the hardcore like male wrestlers and the internet had a heyday with it and they were like that's fucked up like if men had an all men's pay-per-view like <laughs> we would call it the 60s or whatever yeah. and i was and like obviously like twitter went ham on them when they were like here's a list of pay-per-views in the past whatever years that have not featured a single woman including um, the saudi arabia one right so yes so the Saudi Arabia one, Crown Jewel, and the Great Royal Rumble both happened within months of each other. And the way they did it is that they announced Crown Jewel, and they were like, or no, the Greatest Royal Rumble a few months ago. And then after that was kind of wrapping up, or promotion was wrapping up, they conveniently announced that the women were going to be having an all-women mm-hmm. uh, pay-per-view. And that's when people were like, so they were, like, they were like, the women wanted to be here, but they're <laughs> off preparing for their own yeah. pay-per-view. That's basically what it, what it was framed as. <laughs> that was the damage control. Oh, God. And then they went back, like, a week or two after Evolution happened. So it was a hot fucking mess. Mm-hmm. But they will go to the grave just, like, talking about how women, Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss... Um, just were, became the first women to compete in the Middle East, but are still actively making like these million dollar deals that specifically say like we do not want women on our shows. Yeah. And actually, WWE got in trouble um, with the government over there because they forgot to edit out some of the women in their like entrance like oh, packages. Yeah. Um, and the women like like the men show skin, um, so they were just like regular women's wrestlers and they got in trouble for it so but yeah so <laughs> i don't see the downside to the u.s being friends with 
the Saudi Arabian government. It seems like a win-win deal for everybody involved. Yeah. Unless you're a woman wrestler. Yeah. Trying to cash in on that payday. That's what also sucks. Like, these men who are going over there um, are getting so much money because the pay-per-views that are being held there are, like, they're really dishing out money. Like, they're, like... It's a shit ton of money. So they want like WWE to hire like a CGI team to just remove the women from the background. What do you mean? Just like not show any of the women Probably. in it, or just the not women even can have be there, there, but no skin. No skin. No skin. <laughs> just floating garments. Uh, like floating nervous systems. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that is it. What was that museum exhibit that was going around? Oh, the... Um, the one that was just terrifying. Yeah, the, the one where they're just like, here's a human. We removed all the things that make him look human, yeah. and now it's just scary. It's like, yeah. You like people? Here's <laughs> muscles. Yeah. And they're playing football. Yeah, yeah the sports one. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, but yeah, so the problem I had, and a lot of people had with this pay-per-view, is the pay-per-view itself is great. It's being like currently held as like the best pay-per-view of the year. Um, is this the all women one? Yes, or, okay. Evolution, yeah. Um, because it was just like the people in charge. Allegedly, this is all allegedly. Like, I'm actively a dumb bitch. I don't know anything about what goes on backstage. But allegedly, what happened is that the highest. As long ups, as you say allegedly, legally, yes, we're okay. I yes. got advice from my attorney that as long as we say allegedly. I do not want to get sued by Vince McMahon. It's fine. He has Saudi Arabia money right now. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and I and have... he's just got that face. Vince? It's... Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. Because I've seen pictures. That one <laughs> meme where he's like, you know, it's him freaking, it's like him okay about something. It's him like him more. And then it's the thing where he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, yeah. Well, that was a whole, I mean, you want to talk about... The sidebar, women in wrestling, that was like a thing for a long time. It was just like, women in wrestling were like, let's get women on to do like a strip tease for Vince McMahon in the ring. Literally, <laughs> yes. That was like, that's what that's from is like, he's like. Oh, oh that's yeah. Stacey Keebler. Yeah, was- I think so. Because it's it's him. He's doing like auditions for his new assistant. Okay. That was a Stacey Keebler. I don't know anything about this. You know Stacey Keebler. I don't know Stacey Keebler. You do Mac- From Max I- Keebler's big move. Sorry. From the elves? <laughs> yes. No, she's an iconic best wrestler of all time, if you ask me. I don't, I don't know much about wrestling. That's a str- that's, it was a stretch. Well, a pretty big stretch. I, it's a thing where it's like, I know what I know I've learned through communists on the internet. Uh, what I know is, is from walking down the toy, uh, toy aisle at a Target and seeing basic <laughs> memes. So I know um, my the extent of my knowledge is The Rock, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, Under- Triple Triple J, Triple, Triple H. H, Triple H. Uh, yeah. See, I don't even know that. You see, Triple H is actually one of the people who is the reason why women in WWE are progressing. So I fucks with him, but also he's, he's good. Uh, he's <laughs> okay. He's like part of the management now, right? Yeah. Yeah. He. I know Ric Flair. He's Ooh, yeah. I know. Yeah, I can't imagine he's good. I know. Oh, uh, the Ultimate Warrior is a real piece of shit, right? I don't know too much about his like. I think there has been controversy with him. The only controversy I know about him is like the massive amounts of steroids and drugs he mm-hmm. used. But I think there was other like issues he had. There's Chris Ben. Chris Angel. No. Chris Angel. Chris Angel. Yeah, my favorite wrestler. Um, he puts puts his hand through people. <laughs> punches right through them. It's his finishing move. Um, no, Chris Novoselic. No, who's the one guy? 
who killed Jericho. his family. Oh, Benoit. Yeah, Benoit. <laughs> I know that one. And Aren't those the balls you put in your butt? Maybe. I, I don't know. <laughs> they might be the balls you put in your butt, but I don't think they have to do with him. Uh, <laughs> okay. I don't think that's his, I don't think that's his final move. <laughs> that is <laughs> good, man. <laughs> oh, speaking of gimmicks, uh, uh, Mankind slash... Uh, mm. Um, what's his actual fucking name? Mick Foley. Mick Foley. Yeah. He did uh, the Santa Claus documentary. He did Sacco. Sacco. I actually have a, um, my friend gave me a, mis- a side Mr. Sacco thing. Because oh. a few years back when Mick Foley had his house burned down or whatever. Yeah. Um, he was doing that. And I got the Mr. Sacco. It's hanging on my wall. That's cool. And Macho Man Randy Savage. That's my mm. personal favorite okay. guy. With Miss Elizabeth. I've I've seen the promo where he talks about he's mad at Hulk Hogan because something happened with Elizabeth. I think one of the most iconic scenes of the 80s, and this is just like completely unbiased if you're a wrestling fan. I think it's Macho Man like holding up Miss Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. What an iconic moment. And then there's also an iconic moment with Miss Elizabeth where she ripped off her skirt at Ooh. Survivor Series. Okay. And she was like the woman who was very classy. She was very like Princess Diana. And she was with Macho Man Randy Savage. Mm-hmm. So wow. it was that was the weird juxtaposition of like mm-hmm. this man who's like super like aggressive, hyper masculine. It's with like this petite little woman who is like an amazing performer. She could she was she's one of those people who could perform with just her face. I wasn't alive in the eighties, so I just like that's what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and her legacy. But, yeah. That was the big thing with her. So. I don't know. Well, we need to build back. All okay. Right. So the newest special, the pay-per-view thing. Yes. What was it? Evolution? Evolution. Yes. So I think a lot of people right now are kind of thinking that mainstream wrestling has revolutionized or even created women's wrestling. When, in fact, it's been going on for many years. Um and even in other promotions that are on television. I know so, about Glow. So Glow is to me, I think I'm kind of the person, like the anonymous, anonymous, the person who doesn't agree with like the mainstream opinion. Uh, Glow to me was not great. Yeah. Um, Glow was the first ever all female promotion that was on television, but it really just re-emphasized that women were just kind of like comedy acts um they weren't great wrestlers a lot of them were hired models which we'll see later in the uh early 2000s or excuse me late 2000s but glow was very much based on like appeal and comedy and it wasn't really focused on wrestling Mm -hmm. i think they only had about three wrestlers on there um Ivory is probably the most famous like female wrestler to come from Glow, so she was actually just on the Evolution pay per view, so she's really she's a cool person. But going back to promotions and whatnot, so TNA a few years ago in two thousand eight two thousand nine ish, how was really putting women's wrestling like in people's uh, ear again or whatever the phrase is. Because for a while, all people knew was like WWE's like really sexist, very misogynistic portrayal of women's wrestlers. Um, so that was just kind of like the opinion across the board for anyone who watched wrestling. No, was TNA connected to WWE? No, it was their rival promotion. Okay. But like very, like we talked, I mentioned earlier, WWE's like undisputed, yeah. like whatever. 
It's very yeah. much like how the U.S. has like, what is it like thirteen, like missiles or whatever. I'm making a bad analogy. Basically, they just weren't on the same level at all. Yeah. Um, but, but they found like a, a their own market. Yes. Because, and they were they were not gimmick based. It was yeah, more like so serious. It would be like the Cincinnati has the Reds. Yes. And they've also got the Cyclones. And like people people love the Cyclones. People go yeah, to the Cyclones. That's a good game. analogy. But like you talk it's to anybody outside yeah. yeah, you talk to anybody outside of Cincinnati, you know, who's not like there, they're like, Oh, what the hell is that? But um, TNA was the company that was like putting on women's wrestling matches mm-hmm. that lasted more than three minutes. Um, and they had a WWE, someone who they fired because she was a good wrestler. Her name's Gil Kim. Uh, they fired her basically because they were going for a more model-based look, uh, bikini models. WWE was? Yes. And Gil Kim was not a part of that. She was athletic. She was Korean, mm-hmm. um, which is a, at that time was a very big no-no. So she was Korean, athletically built, and... Tiny. She, she was like shorter. Yeah. Yeah. Vince McMahon hates Koreans. Sorry. Allegedly hates Koreans. Allegedly. No. Oh my God. Did you ever hear the uh, rumor that he fired Angela Fong because he could not have two Korean wrestlers? <laughs> I did not hear that. But no. I don't even think Angela Fong is Korean. She's just like Asian. <laughs> I mean, that seems like a thing that allegedly Vince McMahon would do. Based yeah. on my alleged knowledge of Vince McMahon, did I use that right? Yes. Yeah. Um, allegedly, that seems like an allegation that allegedly may be true. If you if you use allegedly more than once, do they negate each other? <laughs> yeah. like, I, I think I used it three or five times. You need to go so back and like edit out the one that makes it negative. I'll just, I'll just bleep it's it. Like you don't get sued. Yeah, it'll be fine. Bleep over Vince McMahon. I'll have our lawyer look it over. Yeah. Listen to it. <laughs> yes. So okay, so it, it was. What was if TNA was like actually having athletic women like really wrestle? What was WWE doing with like their their women wrestlers at the time? So this was not that long ago. This was, I guess, now about ten years ago. Yeah, two thousand eight. When Avatar came out. Yeah, (laughs) and it all circles back. Um, WWE in the early two thousands had really made an effort to put on really good, a really solid women's division. It wasn't great. They had um, some scandalous scenarios but they also had a lot of athletic women um trish stratus was one of the top draws um trish stratus is currently i think hailed as like the best performer for women of all time trish stratus right now is like yes she is like that one who like wwe will like move mountains for they actually did you ever hear i'm assuming you're like the one wrestling fan here no i don't know anything about wrestling again i just like i pick stuff up through like listening to people who talk about wrestling mm. yeah, you are teaching both of us he mm-hmm. just knows a and little I've, more i've watched uh the 50 uh best finishing moves in wrestling that was like a documentary who was the first i think the first one was uh the uh the pile driver was it the Tombstone Power Driver, or was, was it just like a generic Power Driver? No, it's Tombstone Power Driver, I think. Mm-hmm. It's either that or uh, Stone Cold Stunner. I was, that's going to be my second one. It was yeah. one of those two. It's, it's, those were like all... I mean, it all should the, be it Stone Cold Stunner, because that's the only one that was used against a president of the United States. 
Ja. Oh my God. George Washington. That's, that's also why Home Alone 2 is That's why he had those movie. wooden teeth, is he got stone cold stunned. All his teeth got knocked out. Did you guys know that? For, so here's two wild facts. That stone cold Austin is eternal. <laughs> that he has always been. I heard, and always I, I heard be. that the Red Sea was split by Stone Cold Steve Austin, stunning it. I honestly thought, like, <laughs> I feel like when I was a kid, I was really into Terminator, and I thought other people were into Terminator, and then I just found out they were into Stone Cold Steve Austin because he had the skull with the red eye, and it. I would always be like, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and they're like, I like Stone Cold Steve Austin. I was like, is that like an ice cream guy? <laughs> and it wasn't. That was cold. It would be really, cold stone, it would be really cool that if you every time you went to Coldstone and rang the bell, they had to stone cold stun you. <laughs> or like if you rang the bell and it was like his entrance music, like yeah. the glass shattering. Like it, love it, gotta stun it. <laughs> oh, no. All right. So did you guys know that first of all, Linda McMahon? So Vince McMahon's. Wife. wife. Yes. Um, had, I think, a few failed Senate or govern, governor runs. Very bad mm-hmm. um, look for her. But she's currently in the White House. She's... Um, what? Yeah, yeah, she's... I forget her official title. It's... Uh, oh, shit. I, I, I remember when, like, Donald Trump was like, oh, yeah, I'll make your wife, like, media directors. It was, it was some weird position. And I was just like, like, like Vince McMahon's wife? Okay, sure, that makes sense. It was not a good look for them because they're right now trying to portray a very like progressive look. Saudi um, Arabia is a great place to do it. It's mm-hmm. just like, what are y'all doing? Like, it's you. Like, you cannot do anything more opposite than that than having your, the entire entire McMahon family <laughs> just like in the White House with Donald Trump and then signing a deal for ten years with Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, which again, lest we forget, did threaten a 9/11 Canada like earlier this year. Yeah, but what good wrestlers does Canada have? Alanis Morissette. Um, Trish Stratus. I don't know. Gail Kim. The two yeah. we already talked about. <laughs> okay, now I know. Nickelback. Bare naked ladies. Angelina. The Love. tragically hip. Oh my God! So circling back to women's wrestling, I'm pretty sure Angelina Love is married to someone. She's from Canada, also. Um, I think she's married to someone from Nickelback. That would not surprise me. Like statistically, I feel like most people <laughs> in Canada are married to one of the guys from Nickelback. It's one of those like one of those bands. It's, if it's oh. not Nickelback, it's like Three Days Grace or something. Yeah, like a, a butt rock band. Yeah, every, every Canadian band is just one oops away from Nickelback outside of... <laughs> oops, all Nickelback! <laughs> Except for Rush. Rush is... Like, if you accidentally say, like, Nickelback, and someone's like, that's Bare Naked Ladies, you're like, oops. That's possible. I like Bare Naked Ladies a lot more. But for a lot of people, they had some songs in the 90s slash early 2000s. But if you say Nickelback and you mean Rush, you're way off. You know who else? Have you ever heard of Chris Jericho? Yes, like, I've heard of him. From the band Fozzy. He's in a band? I He's thought a, he was a wrestler guy. He is He is in a band also. I did not know that. It's called Fozzy? Fozzy. How about... Like what? the bear? I don't know. I had a bad childhood. I didn't have no toys. <laughs> right, I was watching wrestling. <laughs> let's take a break and listen to some Fozzy. And then we come back... 
we'll figure out the rest of women's wrestling. Yeah, I feel like I've done a really like sloppy job, but I feel like you're getting the gist of. No, I, I think going. I think it's gone good. If if there could well. be a third uh, subtitle for Think, it would be a very sloppy job. Okay. <laughs> if there could be a subtitle for. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> Hello all you themekeys, themegoes, and themekers out there. It's Nick, once again, just reminding you about the Patreon. Um, If you like what you're listening to and would like to help support us in some of our crazier ideas, like going down to visit where they make Rock-A-Fire Explosion, uh, making animatronic versions of ourselves, um, starting to live stream this, maybe even buying a third proper microphone, uh, would really... Love, your support, and of course, your money. So go to patreon.com slash themk, and there you will find three levels, themky, themko, and themker. You decide what you are, and you'll get some exclusive tasty little tidbits, exclusive episodes, and uh, we've got a little project in the works that you will hopefully be interested in uh, coming in the near future. Check it out and keep on listening. Oh yeah, we're back. That's that's what I got. That's your Macho Man Randy that's Savage. That's Macho Man. That's it. That's, that's wrestling. Cream of the crop. Yep, that's educational that, podcast. That too. So where were we <laughs> <laughs> with female wrestling? Um, so they, I don't know. They, evolution recently mm-hmm. was a big thing. <laughs> I'm assuming inspired by TNA? Is WWE no. trying to inspired reclaim? inspired by WWE self-righteousness. Is that the name of a special or just an, an <laughs> oh, idea? That's just them being up their own ass. Yes. Okay. So basically what happened is that... Okay, now we're actually getting back into like the history part of it. Oh yeah, you tell me how we got from ev- from evolution to the 1940s or yes. in reverse. Um, because oddly enough, the 40s was also more progressive than what was happening in the 2010s. The, the noughties. I guess we're still in the noughties. The noughties? Isn't that what it's called? I don't know. The oddies? No, I think like the if it's noughties? like... The 2000s? Like 2010 oughts. Oh, the aughts. Yeah, that's the aughts. Yeah. I've heard the oh, aughts. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I thought you were the, saying like the naughty like like ooh. The naughty. No. Re- please refer to that soundbite where I'm like I'm actively a dumb bitch. Like I do not know. Um, I, I can you cannot be held liable for anything that you say. Uh, Thimk indemnifies you mm-hmm. or whatever legal ease makes it okay for us to say bad shit about Vince McMahon. I don't know. I might want to like be like a manager sometime. Ray, you guys do you, you know Ray, hmm. my roommate. Um, he thinks I could be a really good uh, heel manager. Okay. So a heel man, well, a heel in general is. Um, you know what a heel is, Nick? That's a bad person. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then a manager is just like the mouthpiece for someone, which I objectively do think I would be a really good like heel manager. Yeah. I'm like really like snotty and like bitchy. I feel it, yeah. That could be. That's well, in an endearing way. Is, does the manager show up on TV? Yes. And they're like, don't you fucking talk to my client, you piece of shit. Yeah. They're so, the best fucking wrestler you've ever seen. 
Yes. So if you're relating it back to women's wrestling, for a, yes, that is that's what they're supposed to do. But not everyone has a manager, an on-screen manager. Mm-hmm. Just people who can't really like talk for real, for real. So like Brock Lesnar, you've heard of Brock Lesnar. I've heard the name. Um, He's the lizard one. Mm-hmm. Is he a lizard? That's his, that's not even a gimmick. That's just who he is. Okay. He, he's the lizard from Spider-Man. <laughs> yes. Okay, I've seen that. Probably more like the Sandman. Ooh, Thomas he Hayden. Seem, yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to have such a crush on like the Sandman from Spider-Man, but not like the man, like when he was actually like the sand. You liked the him sand. when he was sand? Mm-hmm. In comic books or the movie? The movie. Okay. I don't know. That probably revealed a little bit too much about me. So. <laughs> we spent the first half of this podcast talking about like the Pokemon that you found attractive. Like I think like Sandman bear it all. You know, kind of get. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, okay, I, so let's get. I want to get to the root of it. 1940s women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. What was it like? Um, so there's not much footage of it because it was mainly done in the carnivals. Which yeah. sounds a little bit sketchy. I mean, every as far as I know, most things that happen at carnivals are bad, except for like <laughs> funnel cakes and carnies uh, are cool, man. Carnies are cool, but I don't think their bosses are very cool. No, no we're ooh, we're gonna get it's right all, into like, it. Carnival scene based on the idea of on exploitation. Well, like, guess, hey, guess like, what? Guess what happens with exploitation? That kind of is the whole thing about wrestling. <laughs> the fabulous fucking moolah. We'll get to her in a minute. What decade um, is that from? She is. She okay. So here's the thing with Moolah: that she was wrong for so long that it just kind of gets blurred. She's like Strom she, Thurman. That's a very specific political. Fuck you, Strom. Strom Thurman. Uma Thurman. No, different. Strom Thurman was the racist guy in the Senate that was there for like 80 years. And mm-hmm. they, they couldn't kill him. He was born a racist old man and he died a more racist old yeah. man. And he's a Democrat. I'm so glad we don't have that anymore today. Yeah. There's no racists in the Senate anymore. We got rid of all of them. Nope. Yeah. It's 2018. So yeah. Everything's perfect. Yeah, we're progressive now. <laughs> yeah. Um, Just like wrestling. Like the progressive 40s. At carnivals? Yes. Yeah, so wrestling, when it was like starting to pop off, was happening at carnivals. Uh, however, when people started getting drafted and whatnot, I mean, who's going to want to go fight in a war in the 40s? Like the people who are fucking wrestling each other at a carnival. Mm-hmm. So they all dipped. So then people, like wrestling fans, were just kind of like, well, we still want to see wrestling. Mm-hmm. Once the carnival market fell apart. What? Once the carnival market fell apart. Well, once the carnival performance like left, so that's what you're saying. To fight yes. in the war. Yes. yes. To yes. So then women just like Rosie the Riveter did and stepped up and were like wrestlers, um, and Mildred Burke, I think her is her name. Um, she was kind of the one who started organizing a bunch of like women's wrestlers to start putting on matches. So for a while, they were a really popular act, and more so than the men because the men weren't um, as featured because they were all out. In the war. So it was like 1940s wrestling. How similar was it to like what I think of as modern Very WWE? different. Yeah. Very different. Is it like more high school wrestling or? Yes. Like Greek? When it's very, it's not as spotty. That's one of the things that people today kind of argue about. So for example, we have Charlotte Flair today. And a lot of people, and even I, I think will say that she's probably the best female wrestler in mainstream that has ever existed. Um, What's her name? Charlotte Flair. She's Ric Flair's daughter. Ah. Um, 
You remember him. I remember him. Yes. Um, so, but people will say she's not the best wrestler. She's the best spotty wrestler. What's spotty mean? Spotty's, uh, so a spot in wrestling is like a big moment, like where you do something super athletic, something outlandish. Yeah. So something that's like, yeah, you're wrestling, but it's more about like acrobats okay. or more about shock value. Okay. That's a good way of saying it. So Charlotte Flair is amazing as a great technical old school wrestler, but she's also known to like have like the big moments in matches. Like the 30 foot like elbow drop or whatever from the top yeah. of a cage kind of shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She didn't, she hasn't done that, but I wouldn't put it past her. She's like that amazing. Yeah. Um, so people, to me, seeing someone be able to like keep interest and like build so much hype around wrestling and really bring the drama to it, like is great. And like I said, she's not a bad. She's a she's a great wrestler in of itself, a fantastic wrestler. And then she also is able to do spots. Whereas people will be like, oh no, but like for example, Ivory and Molly Holly, like Jazz, Molly Holly, Molly Holly. There's a person named Molly Holly. Yeah. Her real name is like Nora something. Nora Jones. Nora Smora. It's something similar. Like this woman is like. What's the big Nora Jones song? Uh, My dad's Quincy Jones. What? (laughs) That's not right. That's Rashida Jones. Oh. (laughs) I don't know. Nora Jones did piano. (laughs) I know. Who did the uh, criminal? That's what I thought it was. What? That's Fiona Apple. Do you know anything about Nora Jones? No. Okay. I know I think, the name Nora Jones. Are you talking Jones. about uh, Little Nick Happy Nora's Pill? Infinite Playlist. I don't know. I'm t- what? What's the Nora Jones song? Don't There's. Know, don't know why. <laughs> who did? Who did the five hundred miles or whatever? That's Vanessa. Five finger. Oh, Vanessa Carlton. Okay. Five finger death punch. <laughs> I would actually be interested in hearing a Five Finger Death Punch <laughs> cover of Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. Five Finger Death Punch would be a way better band if they only did like covers of piano songs. <laughs> so what you said in the forties, no spotty wrestling. Yeah, it was, it was true just wrestling. It was just very like high school, like we're gonna take each other down. Um and that's kind of just the way it's been throughout up until like the I would say like I would even say probably like the mid two thousands. It was like that, like there in the early two thousands, you would have like a big spot, but mm-hmm. just like one per match, um, and only for the main event. And then like today's wrestling is very like how many spots can we put out because that's what becomes a GIF and right. what like people will put on their compilation videos. Um, so very different, and they also weren't as reliant on entertainment. So, yeah, how did how did women's wrestling go in, like, the 50s, 60s? And I mean, I guess, when did, like, Hulk Hogan... And 80s. When I, that was 80s? Yeah. So, was when did wrestling become, like, a big thing? 80s. 80s? So, so was it, like, local well, circuits until it, then? It was, yes. Yeah. That's, that's what I know, is uh-huh. that, like, a lot of it was... So, it used to be, like, there were these, like, regional areas, and I know most of this just Ooh. from listening to, like, John Darnielle talk... There's like a lot of small like regional wrestling things, and it was really hard for people to do matches with people outside of their area because mm-hmm. you didn't have anybody to promote them. It was called a territory. Yeah, and then um, the that's like the Southwest Territory, which is like a Mountain Goat song. That's what that's talking about. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was like then it started to get like 
become one thing as like WWE became a thing and Vince McMahon kind of just started like so WWE didn't really become a thing until the 80s it wasn't 90s yeah because it was 90s world wrestling there was WWF for a while well okay so that's where my knowledge gets spotty I'm probably not going to be the best person to talk about it then was it like WMD or something yeah WebMD it's just a bunch of doctors wrestling (laughs) that'd be kind of hot <laughs> I love a smart man. You, Psycho doctor. <laughs> you might that's, have syphilis. Right. <laughs> Macho doctor. Sandy Ravage. It was off-brand doctor. That's Schmolk really funny Schmogen. that you mentioned that. So you mentioned China. I don't know if you mentioned that during on air or before. No, I did. Yeah. So China, she was a big draw in the 90s. Like just in general, like male-female uh, was a huge draw. But WCW, the rival promotion. Okay, WC Woman Crush Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I remember when Woman Crush Wednesday became a thing, and I saw the hashtag, and I was like, oh, sick, like all these people like wrestling. (laughs) Yeah. And then it was like just like breast everywhere, and I was like, Like that's well, I mean, that's some wrestling. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But they had WWEF at the time had China. So WCW countered with just like a really built bodybuilder who had no wrestling experience, and they named her Asia with a Y. Oh really? Yeah. Whoa. Damn. <laughs> you're, okay. You're like uh, the Pikachu meme where it's like us, like a surprise face. Yeah, it was, it was like, very much that. Like, um, oh man. No, but the whole history, I I'm pretty sure it just became this thing where like Vince McMahon's father. Um, just start like kind of like buying promotions. I think was this in the seventies? I, I don't know. <coughs> okay. I th- I, th- I think it was. It started to like late sixties, seventies. I think is when that started so, to like kind of coalesce and start becoming the Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage thing. That was eighties, right? Yes, that's and who 80s. who who? What was it? WWF then, or was there anything? WWF. Yeah. It was WWF then, and did Vince McMahon have anything to do with that? No, he came around in the 90s. I think so. His or father was that one. Okay. Ed, Ed McMahon is his father. And so is that when like oh, male wrestling that was getting very... Uh, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, it was, was that like spotty wrestling because they were doing... No? Okay. So it was th- I'll, fe- give, I'll give you an example of like the spottiest thing um, that happened in that time frame of the 80s was it was Hulk Hogan um, scoop slamming, which is a very like basically a rust hold where you just like take someone and just like slam them down it's just like what you learn in first day of wrestling school he did that to Andre the Giant oh damn um do you know Andre the Giant I'm familiar I've seen the Princess Bride yeah anybody <laughs> yeah. want a peanut I know that uh, what is that story Andre was um, he drank 300 beers and was like you got any more beers <laughs> also me <laughs> <laughs> I think, what but instead of like you have any more beers, it's like you have time to listen to my. Cry. I read one thing about um, Andre the Giant where like he had to have surgery and they need to figure out how much anesthetic anesthetic he's on, and so the doctor asked him like, "How much vodka does it take you to drink to get drunk?" And he was like, "Well, I start to feel like a little sleepy after a bottle and a half." And from that, they, like, gauged how oh. much he needed. I feel like, yeah, trying to put him under is like putting a horse under. Yeah. He was so massive. Yeah, he was, because he's fucking, like, what, eight feet tall, at least, if not more? I think it was, like, seven something. Yeah, but like, close. And then, close like, enough. 
Yeah, just a, a very large man. Andre had such a sad life that we're not gonna get into. Yeah, because it's very complicated and like medical stuff that I don't know. But like, yeah, he had a very sad life. That's for a whole nother episode. Yeah, for the mental health awareness one. Oh, he's kicking Jesus's ass in heaven now. So and Jesus deserves it. Yeah, I think he would just be like, "We've all made mistakes. Let me put my hand over your face." That was what he was known for with the fans. Yeah, it's like covering. Yeah. Their, his, their face with his hand. Who's that guy that Shrek was based on? Shrek was based off a wrestler, a French wrestler from the <laughs> 1930s. That might be Andre the Giant. No, it wasn't him. It was a guy that once you see that see him, you're like, oh, that's Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, sorry. Okay. So. But to answer your question that you have. A spot, yes. Well, so No. That the biggest spot at that in that time was like him doing that, and then I think in the '90s one of the biggest spots was um, early '90s, maybe late '80s. It was ladder match with Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon, maybe where Shawn Michaels just like jumps off the ladder. Um, so that was a big spot, and now you have like Charlotte Flair like doing like corkscrew moon salts into yeah. like the crowd. Moon salts are fucking cool. That's it's cool. It's a cool move. I would love to do cool. a moonsault. I did it one time. If I tried to do any of that, I, all my bones would fall out yeah, of my what, body. What, what, is, what is a moonsault? It's just. A, it sounds like a very illegal drug. <laughs> like makes you eat your own face <laughs> within ten. Yeah, seconds. it is. It, they brought moon rocks back and they just like, turned, like powdered them. It, it's. Sorry, there's a venom joke, but I can't make it. Yeah, I don't want to make it. Uh, a moonsault. It's very, it's very simple actually. You just go to the top turnbuckle and just like do a backflip. Yeah, but you like land on your stomach onto the opponent. Oh yeah, I'd hurt myself real bad. So it's very simple, but it looks super cool. Yeah. Lita, do you ever just stand there? up from a chair and you're like, ow? <laughs> yeah, God, that happens daily. Do you just think point. about your life? <laughs> like, ow. How? No, I gotta go to sleep. <laughs> I need a bottle to have a vodka. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Andre. Um, so yeah, so that was. I don't even think they would even think about doing that in like that time frame because it was like just jumping off a ladder, mm-hmm. like very safely nowadays was a big spot. Um, and then you like fast forward to like late '90s and Undertaker's like chucking McFoley off of a like 30 foot ladder onto a yeah. table. That's when he like almost died, right? One of many, I'm sure. <laughs> McFoley has had his ear ripped off during a wrestling match. Damn, does he just not feel pain, or does he get off on it? Or? I don't know. I think he feels pain. I think he's just like they they pay him. Money. They pay him enough money to not care about the pain. Yeah. Well, I don't know because there's like a whole sect of like really hardcore wrestling where like people just like do like insane shit and like Mick Foley falling off the top of a lat of a steel cage isn't even that like hardcore compared to other shit. I know that Mick Foley used to like do the thing where you like hide a razor blade. Right, like, uh, your- blading. Yeah, to cut yourself. So there are people like a lot of Gigi Allen should have gotten to wrestling. He would have been great. <laughs> He really would have been great. He couldn't poop. 
They, no, no pooping. <laughs> no, Actually, it depends on what. If you were like in the really hardcore scene, yeah, I guess he, he might have been able to poop on someone. I, yeah, oh, I think I believe G.G. Allen just his core thing was that he couldn't stop pooping. He just had like irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> he like, made it part of his show. He, he built a personality around. Yes, that. He, he, he just like one her. day googled like what job can I have while <laughs> pooping all the time, and they're just like, have you tried Rockstar? <laughs> Yes, Same. I'll give it a try. That's like the definition of someone like making like gold out of like shit. Yeah, <laughs> is that the phrase? Um, that's what the G stands for. <laughs> gold. gold, gold, Alan. Um, but talk about poop and how badly women were treated, and especially in the diva era. When was the uh, diva era? The diva era was like two thousand. I think it's there were hints of it like two thousand six ish. It started with the diva search in the WWE, and that's when they started. Was both. this like what was the first major incorporation of women in the WWE? It would have been, I think. It's well, weird. First, was there any women in WWF? Because yeah. like WWF turned to WWE, right? So I'll give you a brief history of the women's title. There, yeah. there was like a, I think there was like a merger that the WWE came out of, like with the WWF and another group. I think. No, so the WWE is a WWF. It is. It's the and then group. WCW is what you're thinking about. Okay. So um, I'll give you a brief history of two cool things that happened with um, this plot. So in the '80s, really the only the only woman, no one's going to say women, but the only woman who was featured in like WWF promotions was Alundra Blaze. Um, she was super popular, but she had like literally no one to wrestle because they just they didn't have the talent pool at the time. So they actually had to go to Japan and hire Bull Nakano, okay. who was kind of the first glimpse of a woman who was not the typical like cookie cutter version. Mm-hmm. Bull Nakano was... What was the cookie cutter for... At that time, it was Alundra Blaze, and she was very, like, vixen. Mm-hmm. Um, like, actually athletic? or just Yeah, like, she okay. was. Alundra Blaze was really good. This was before they started doing the shift to divas in yeah. the uh, mid-2000s. So Alundra was really good, um, but they just had no one to compete with her. So they went to Japan and got Bunakano. Bunakano was punk as fuck. Like, she had uh, a mohawk, like, a foot and a half off her head. She would paint her face like a weird green gray mm-hmm. and like draw veins in it. Um, she was super ruthless. She has uh, she did one of the really sick uh, submission where she would twist people's legs up and then grab their arms, and then this person this person was just like suspending with like their <laughs> legs like hooked behind them and their arms like also hooked behind them, oh. and like they were actively like hanging from their limbs. So, like, Bunakano was sick. But they ended up firing her because she did coke. But let's just forget that, like, literally every man on the roster was doing coke. Yeah, literally. All I, the fucking drugs. I look at old promos of, like, Macho Randy, Randy Savage, Ultimate and, Warrior. Yeah, and, like, I'm doing coke accidentally just, like, through looking at it. And it's just, it's just one of those examples where, like, all these men could get away with, like, doing just, like, this really, like bullshit mm-hmm. but the moment a woman like kind of fucks up they're like sat packing back to japan even though she was a really great wrestler was it like a thing where she got caught publicly with it or? i think she got arrested for it okay um but also all the men who were also actively yeah. Yeah. <laughs> getting arrested 
Like they were, they cover that shit up or whatever. Yeah. I remember one time recently, recently, (laughs) not even, not even allegedly. (laughs) It's like not even like, that's the one that like Vince can sue me and I will be like, here are all these wrestlers (laughs) saying that it was just covered up. Um, but it was so fucked up. Like a few months or a few years ago, um, a wrestler, female wrestler, um, she went by the name of Emma in the WWE, got fired for shoplifting. Okay. But the charge. That's cool. Um, shoplifting's also, cool. Let's for let's also ignore at the same time. Like Randy Orton had been like on his like, they literally changed the drug policy so he would not get fired. It's wild, too, because, like, they'll fire that woman for shoplifting. And I watched Randy Orton knock everybody out. You, you go to That's YouTube time? and do like RKO compilations. Oh. It's like a kid on, a, on a, a diving board. Randy Orton comes out of nowhere and kicks him in the head. The time he fucking fuck punted Stephanie McMahon in the fucking head. Yeah, that's, true. <laughs> that's a real thing that happened, yeah. And then right. kissed her while she was unconscious. What? While her husband was chained to the ring. Yeah, that was just like, they're like, here's a fun little like story bit that we can do. <laughs> Wouldn't this be great? <laughs> but that doesn't, okay, so that's like, okay, I get it. That's like part of the story, like whatever. He's a heel, right? He's, He's not one of the good guys. He was guys. a heel. But in real life, like, is also oh, actively a heel. The time he shit in Joy Giovanni's purse. Oh, I did not know about what? that. So there was, <laughs> I was going to bring this up earlier. Google. I was doing this. Oh, no, it was Amy Weber. I'm sorry. Um, I, I feel like I could just Google Randy Orton purse shit and so I would find it. And also the time Sable had her purse shit and also. Was like, this is what these men do, apparently. They shit and the is people's that, Is that Vince McMahon behind the scenes? Allegedly. Allegedly, Vince McMahon's behind the scene just been like, hey, can we get some of these guys to shit in these girls' purses? It's, it's fucked it up. Does a thing for now, me. is this a thing that plays into the actual wrestling, or is this just like <laughs> well, kind you of. read about in a novel ten years, or like kind in a of. biography ten years so later? So the thing with Randy Orton shitting in Amy's purse is that they were part of the first crop of Diva Search contestants. Mm-hmm. So kind of going back to where the, the switch happened. So they had like the golden era, is what we call it, uh, of women's wrestling in WWE, which was Trish, Victoria, Lita, Molly Holly, all those people who were putting on great matches um, for the time, of course. If you to like, if you were to compare, we talked about that in the past. Um, and then they started kind of like phasing those girls out, literally firing them. Mm-hmm. They fired Jazz, Gail Kim, because they were too built and they just weren't part of like this like body. So what WWE did is that they started having a diva search, and they would have a bunch of models um, come on and just like try to get this wrestling contract. Most of them did not like or had never heard of wrestling in general. They were just like, "I'll be on TV. Yeah. I'm gonna get money. Yeah. Like regardless if you had one or not, like you were still getting paid for it." Um, and people were not happy with it, and apparently. Some of the women who were part of the diva search were um, catty to like other women, and then would also I hate using the word because it's so like misogynistic, but they were considered ring rats, um, and a ring rat is basically uh, I guess it's in terms of wrestling only women um, who allegedly just like kind of watch the sport to like sleep with the men. Okay. Like the like the wrestling version of a groupie, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, 
oh, this fucking is annoying. Seth Rollins, who is like one of the biggest stars of WWE right now, one time said on Formspring that he, on Formspring, yeah, the like website where you type in questions. Yeah, this was okay. like a few years ago. He said on Formspring that he thinks that most women fans are ring rats, and I was like, oh my fucking god. Yeah, that's why they made him stop being the lead singer of Black Flag. <laughs> I don't get that joke. Henry Rollins. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's why he transitioned over. Okay. <laughs> um, he had to change changed his name and went into wrestling. <laughs> to Seth, um, whose real name is Colby Lopez. That's a cooler name. What the fuck? Yeah. Colby Lopez. I love that name. That's a great um, name. It's my favorite cheese and my favorite comedian. George. <laughs> Yeah. I like that show growing up. <laughs> I do. I do. I watched that show for like six hours straight while I played through Metroid Prime Three. I think I've seen every episode of that show. I did watch it's it growing up. I liked it a lot. <laughs> but yeah, so basically, she was kind of lumped into that category. So basically, like Amy Weber. No, it was not Amy Weber. It was Carmella. What? It was either Carmella, Amy Weber, or Joe Giovanni. One of those You women. decide. We're taking your calls now. <laughs> text, text A, B, or C to 489-449 to so, vote on whose purse was shit in. By Randy Orton. Like, oh, no. It was mine. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. It's this podcast. Randy Orton shit in this podcast. Randy Orton. Uh, so, yeah. He did that. He shit one of their purses because they just weren't liked. Yeah. So and then Sable had her purse shit in, I think, by Shawn Michaels or one of those like what a weird move. Yeah, I don't know. It's a power play for sure. Yeah, it's weird. So the the thing that I wanted to ask about because this is just like what little I know of wrestling uh, is like one of the guys that does podcasts that I listen to, huge fan of wrestling, but like only Japan, like Japanese wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like he's like. The WWE is fucking garbage, and they're all racist and fine. Like, okay, so like he like is a huge fan of Japanese wrestling. I don't mm-hmm. know like anything about. Like, I barely know anything about wrestling. I certainly don't know a damn thing about Japanese wrestling. Um, Japanese wrestling is more hard hitting. They have a thing called strong style, um, and women's wrestling in Japan is called joshi. Okay. Um, so it's more strike based. Um, it's not as spotty. It's just more of like, I they try to make it seem like an actual fight. Okay, I could definitely see why somebody would be way more into that than mm-hmm. like the WWE thing. Yeah. So WWE and in general, like I think any kind of Western wrestling promotion is more based in like how can we entertain you, and that involves like having spotty things so you can like buy a ticket. So. Um, so yes, that's there's that. Okay. Um, but WWE has been hiring a few Japanese wrestlers and women's wrestlers. Uh, they hired um, Kana, but she now goes by the name of Asuka. You know, because like right. the capital of Japan is also similar to that name. Right. Um, so and they hired um, Iyo Shirai and then um, Kari Zane. I'm a little bit drunk now, so I'm not trying to like remember the names. <laughs> There's Azima. Yeah, that'll that'll It'll get go you. Do it. I'll get you. Um, Never underestimate Zima. Yeah. You know, this episode brought to you by Zima. <laughs> or acne. Never underestimate acne. <laughs> It'll pop up whenever. 
Sleep Zima. I hate when I go to bed and I wake up and I just got a bunch of Zima. On <laughs> I would too. Sounds sticky. Uh, <laughs> it's like a flat Sprite with alcohol in it. It was good. I fucked with it. It reminds me of being 15. Hey, all Sprite's good Sprite. Uh, <laughs> so basically, wait, the, the Vixens there, that was, they were just hiring models to... Yes. Okay. To basically just, like, over-sexualize women's wrestling. It, like, it wasn't even, like, uh, like work... Yeah. It was just like, this is, like, is, what we're promoting. Is that when they had Vince McMahon have them, like, give them a strip tease? I think this was in that transitional phase. Yeah, that was older, I think, okay. based on the video quality. That, that's probably, like... 2003, I think. Yeah. So Three, when they were doing Vixens, TNA was happening at the same time? No, when I say Vixen, I meant like the band Vixen. And that was 80s. So Alundra Blaze was like, um, she was very like cookie cutter. Sorry, because Divas. She divas. Like divas. Yeah. divas is what I'm the thinking. Divas, the Divas thing, what I, I feel like happened the same time that the Dixie Chicks were canceled. Because they said... So the, like 2001? They said, well, they said the thing like George Bush sucks or whatever. That yeah. was a little after 2001. That was like more like in the Iraq war. I okay. Like. No, the Divas thing actually started, um, really took off in 2005, 2006. Yeah. Okay. With uh, the Divas, first Diva surge with Christy Hemme winning it. Um, but yeah, so they were just like full-fledged going into like, we only want attractive women um, who will po- pose for Playboy. Mm-hmm. Was their big thing for a while. It was like their women were being hired to like pose for Playboy. Um, which is fine. Like, that's totally fine. It was just like, really disheartening for like women's wrestling fans to like see these women get fired for being good at wrestling yeah in terms of like women who had no interest in wrestling so they can like pose for playboy and so is that when is that, is that concurrent with the time that like tna started doing no this so tna basically started doing that in like 2008 ish maybe it was 2007 um, but it was like kind of a response to that. Yeah. Um, they were just kind of like hiring women who were, they were more of a wrestling promotion. Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, we're going to hire women who wrestle. They didn't really have that idea of like hiring women to like market. Yeah. The other thing with divas is that they were mainly used to like market things um, with their bodies and like stuff. So like TNA was like an answer to people looking for like actual women's yes. wrestling. Um, so they had Gail Kim, Awesome Kong, which is, I think, still hailed as, like, one of the best women's feuds of all time. Um, they awesome Kong? Awesome Kong, yeah. So, okay, so, um, have you seen the show with Lo? Yes, a little so, bit. So, The Welfare Queen? Yes. So that's Awesome Kong. Oh, really? Yeah, she, back in the day, was um, a little bit more built, um, but her name was Awesome Kong. Uh, in Japan, she was Amazing Kong. Um, but... Gail versus Awesome Kong was, I think, the first um, feud of just all women, not one feud of the year for PWI. And PWI is like Billboard, like Rolling Stone, basically for wrestling. Okay. So they were the first ones to win that. Um, and when was this? This was 2007 or eight. Okay. Um, but it was, that was like the proving like women can go people are interested uh the fans were going crazy for this feud um it was just like a really great feud and people were really starting to take note and then wwe just was not catching on and they this is fucked up so 
women in WWE during that time were actually would actually get in trouble if they had a good match, which is kind of fucked up. I see. Yeah, I feel like the the thing the takeaway here is that like the WWE has like constantly been just like fucking up and like then playing catch up and like the reason that you have something like Evolution now is because they've literally just looked at like the political climate of the last eight years where it's just like mm-hmm. like feminism is like became a, like a mainstream thing and like not a like a challenging position at all not that it really was before that but now like especially now it's just like if you say you're feminist people are like oh yeah whatever cool mm-hmm. so like they're just like let's cash in on that by like bringing back like actual women's wrestling I think and so it wasn't until this year with the evolution thing no that was like it started in like 2015-ish yeah it's but going, it's going on your point what you said is probably like if I'm so honest like maybe 10% of it what it was is that they started seeing that um, in NXT, which is their promote, like their um, basically like their training show, um, okay. that women were like really getting. They were first of all fucking going, like were amazing, and that fans were really behind it. And yeah, so I can I I want to get to that point soon because it kind of goes with what I'm about to say. I'll come back to that. Okay. Um, but going back to women being in trouble for having good matches, um, so they were mainly allowed on a good night ten minutes per show, um, and that was only if it was like a pay per view. And they always do like an undercard right before like the the actual big fights or whatever. Yes. So they were they were never part of like anywhere. They were always given the quote unquote piss break match, which is right after one of the main events. Okay. Uh, one of the big matches um, that was lengthy, like 20, yeah. 30 minutes. They were given the piss break match, which goes after that because you've had to hold your piss for so long and you would like go take a bathroom break. And then, yeah. Or they, <clears throat> they were always given the death slot. Yeah. So, and it was, like I said, like five minutes. Um, but back in 2009, Night of Champions, Michelle McCool and Melina got in trouble for having a good match. Um, one of the big spots there was that Michelle McCool DDT'd Molina on a barricade. So it's honestly like, objectively did not hurt Molina or anything. It just looked really cool. And the fans started chanting, holy shit. Which was, first of all, like unheard of for a women's wrestling match during that time in WWE. Right. And people were chanting, holy shit, during that spot. And that match was just like, one of the highlights of the show. And they got in trouble for it. Like they, like, weren't like, hey, you guys shouldn't do that. Like, here's like a write-up. Like, they were like fucking yelled at the minute they walked what back. The fuck. Yeah. And what's crazy is that everyone would always write off Michelle McCool. We're going back to like the weird like fucking mentality of male wrestling fans. People would write off Michelle McCool for being like dating the Undertaker and like being his wife. Um, I think fiance at the time. But, like, that couldn't even protect her from, like, getting fucking yelled at for, like, having a good match. Yeah. So, yes. So then going back to um, Evolution and whatnot. So the reason why WWE kind of started taking note of women's wrestling is because down in NXT, which is the developmental brand, I should say. So it's where people go to, like, kind of, like, hone their skills in for, like, the main roster. Um, Vince does not have a say in that. Well, he does ultimately, but like, he doesn't really care about it. Right. Because it's not the main show. So Triple H is the main, the head honcho of NXT. 
Um, and basically, there were the women there were being hired from actually like. There's two things that were going on. The first thing that was going on is that AJ Lee and the main roster was like fucking just like calling everyone out, like wrestler management, like she like did not give a single fuck was like calling everyone out on how sexist and misogynistic WWE was being. Yeah. Um, which ultimately like did not like, end well for her, but whatever. Well, not whatever, because she did, played a really good part. So people were like, yeah, like AJ, like you are correct. Um, and then down at NXT, uh, the people in charge started like kind of taking note of that and seeing that fans were reacting really, 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 really well to AJ. And we're like, okay, let's start hiring like wrestlers. And they fucking found out that like women can put on amazing matches. So the four horsewomen of the WWE are, are Charlotte, Flair, Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Becky Lynch. And these women were just like putting on like amazing matches. Like the crowd was super into it. They were selling their own merch at this point. And then WWE was like, we can make money off of this. Yeah. So let's. Yeah. let's do this and that's honestly what it was it wasn't even that they were like women deserve a chance it was that fans were getting so over um, women being very blatantly like shit and then also those same fans seeing that like women could go well yeah that's kind of what's again like this, the social climate starts to shift mm-hmm. and therefore they're like oh we can monetize this yeah it was all basically about like I mean, AJ Lee was, like, outselling John Cena, like, in merchandise. Yeah. So that's why the big, the evolution thing was big, was because mm-hmm. it was the first pay-per-view event that was all women. Quotes, air quotes. What? Well, unquote. Yeah. Because there have been many all-women pay-per-views in the past. There have been many... Oh, the first, like, WWE one? Yes. Okay. There have been many, many all-female promotions. There have been many female main events in the past and other promotions. Um, Gail Kim, Awesome Kong, main evented countless mm-hmm. TNA shows. Um, even in WWE, like in NXT, Sasha and all so those. WWE is kind of just like taking from and writing off TNA. Yeah. There's a big joke that goes around right now is that Stephanie McMahon created women's wrestling um, mm. because she's kind of been the one who's like, yeah, we women. Like, when she says we women, like, her, who's not a wrestler, mm-hmm. um, and, like, her main roster people. Like, we're creating, like, this, like, movement for women and wrestling. And it's like, no, you're really fucking not, Stephanie. Yeah. And you are the one who was called out by AJ Lee. Because you tried to be, like, really feminist and talk about equality. And you were paying AJ, like, not shit. Yeah. yeah. And we're giving her, like, two minutes on television. And she's not the one in the Trump administration. No, that's uh, her daughter. Stephanie is the daughter, and Linda's the mother. Okay. Somebody once told me, and I I could the never... world was gonna roll you. Damn it! <laughs> no, I walked into that. No, somebody once told me when I was in like Massachusetts, and, and I could not find evidence of this. So if it doesn't happen, it's through like multiple shell corporations. But they once told me that uh, like Vince McMahon's mom really likes the Christmas tree shops, like the. Like the what? The, you know what the Christmas tree shops are? No, like where you buy Christmas trees? No, it's it's like a big lots. It's just like it's called Christmas tree shops, oh. but it's just like a, a bargain okay. place. There's like one in Florence, but somebody in Massachusetts 
um, told me that like Vince McMahon's mother really loved our loves. I can't imagine she's still alive, but loved Christmas tree shops, and so he bought Christmas tree shops, and like so that's owned by like WWE somehow. Mm-hmm. And when I tried to look this up, I could find no evidence of this. <laughs> and it's like the person who told me this is not like a rely like they're not like a like like oh yeah I trust your knowledge of who owns Christmas tree shops. But that, like, messed my whole day up because I'm just, like, I, I'm kind of into the idea of, like, my mom really loved this company, so I'm going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very sweet. I don't think Vince McMahon is a sweet man. Um, on the thing I said earlier, uh, Shrek is based off uh, Maurice Tillet, T-I-L-L-E-T, um, which uh, was a French wrestler in the early 40s. Um who wrestled under the name the French Angel, and here is what he looked like. Oh my God, I've seen him. You know, oh, that is Shrek. That's Shrek that without the ears and just with human-colored flesh. Yeah, damn, that's he kind of has the ears. And there, <laughs> somebody, somebody <laughs> fucked up Shrek. Someone fucked up Shrek. And made isn't there? There's that scene where in Shrek we're like. It's human Shrek. And yeah, he's like hot. that's like the whole plot of see the fucking second movie. Yeah, dude. he's hot, but it's just, he what if he the, looked like that? He drinks the love potion, and he becomes hot. I never saw Shrek two. I was afraid then, it would, it would ruin he, Shrek one. He, he it was good. thinks that Fiona's ditched him anyway, and then they play that Nick Cave song. That's really sad. Oh, into my arms. No, uh, people just ain't no good. Oh, and even then, more true. Then they do. Um, I need a hero. Yeah, they do do that with uh, Flash Dance. <laughs> they did the flash dance scene um, in the first um, Shrek movie. Uh, there was like a. <laughs> in there, so that's the one I saw. I never saw Shrek 2 or Shrek 3. Shrekly Ever After. I know Shrek 5, Shrek Reboot. Yeah, they're, they're re- they are rebooting Shrek. I know. We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> I think this is this is where we should end Probably the episode. Wrap up. Yeah. Um, Vega, thank you for being on the show yeah. and teaching yeah. us. Rewrite AJ Lee into the history of women's wrestling because she fucking deserves it. I back that up. Um, Before I go, I want to put one thing out there about erasure and women's wrestling. Um, So right now we're kind of like in this stage where like women are like being revolutionized in the WWE, but are the WWE is also actively like refusing to acknowledge key players like AJ Lee for weird backstage stuff. For example, China, who we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. um, will probably never go in the Hall of Fame. Um, because, Is it because of the porn tape? Yes. The sex tape? Yes. However, Hulk Hogan just yeah. got... Re- and his was worse because he said like the Fucking N-word worse. in it, right? And did not care. Yeah. Like during? Yeah. I think that was like... I think like that, mid-coitus? I'm pretty sure that was the whole problem with it. There's like, it's like, not only is it a Hulk Hogan sex tape, but he also uses a racial slur. It, there's been many people who have been allowed back in. Allegedly. Yeah. And then AJ, her big thing is that her husband um, was in a very accurate lawsuit against WWE, and he won. So now, like, they don't talk about her. Yeah. And she was like at the time when D was really like really prominent. She was like the one who was calling out Stephanie McMahon on Twitter, like not on character, not like this is part of the show. She was like mm-hmm. the one who was like IRL, like this is what's happening. And then like she was treat- she was taken off TV one time because she did not want to do um, uh, an angle like storyline that like 
really demonize people with mental illness. She was taken off TV for three months. Um, and she was suffering by, with bipolar disorder. So she Damn. did not want to do that yeah. angle. And they were like, well, fuck you. You're the most over woman on our roster, but go away for three months. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's what I want to say to finish that off, is that there are a lot of women, and that's kind of been like the whole motif of this conversation in general, who will never be acknowledged by the WWE, who therefore will never be acknowledged in like wrestling history. Fuck WWE. So, yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly, Allegedly. fuck. Allegedly, Allegedly fuck, fuck the Vince McMahon. I fuck Shane. Oh, uh. Who? His son. <laughs> <laughs> is that anyway. the one that runs the. Is he the one that's like really involved in WWE? Are they all, they're all involved, I guess, right? It's a family all, affair. All the family, yeah. All right. But anyways, back to the closing of the show. Sorry. No, no, that's it. important. Was there anything else you wanted to plug? You got any um, screenings of any uh, yeah, matches so, coming up? <laughs> so every month I do like that uh, wrestling uh, viewing party at my place. I would prefer I know you, but also if I don't know you, also come over. Just don't <laughs> steal my stuff. Um, but then also, that's a fun fact. So from that Facebook post, I will now officially be starting a podcast around wrestling and the really outlandish storylines that, that are, sounds, yeah, that that are mm-hmm. just too, like each one needs an hour <laughs> to explain. So I'll be doing that with Chris Campbell. Oh, okay. that sounds so good. I'm excited for that. Do you have a title for it? I don't have a title for it yet. I want to make it like punny and like fun but I don't know but the tagline I think will be like we'll return everyday folks into smarks which is a smark is a really <laughs> pretentious wrestling fan okay. who like is very much like what I've been this whole time I like smarks cause um that's Gargamel our brand sucks. I'm, I'm on I'm on brand for me it's on brand for me uh, if you're making a podcast I don't recommend making it one word that is one letter off from a normal word <laughs> yeah. because Google will not like you. No, I won't. <laughs> Nor will anybody who you're trying to explain or tell about the show because they'll spend 15 minutes going, what's it called? <laughs> and at that point, it's like, well, you've lost them. Mm-hmm. That'll be something hot. Yeah. I, could be, I can tell you for now. <laughs> I could be your demon or I could be your angle. You <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good one, like a wrestling angle. All right, well, I, lo- I look forward to that. Paul, you got anything coming up? No, the show that I think I talked about on the last episode actually went up that got double booked, so that's free. If you're free on the eighth, go do something else. We got double booked. What uh, happened? The, the Crow's Nest got double booked. So. Oh, you're not playing there? No. Oh. The 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 show that they offer. We just announced the big show. Oh yeah, we are playing the with big show. The big show. Yeah, the big show. Also wrestler. Yeah, I'm going to be fighting. The, hey, I'm going to be fighting the big show, Urban <laughs> Artifact. No, um, my band is playing with Emperor X and Build Us Fiction, and Emperor X is like a person whose music, like I've seen live at this point two or three times. Um, I saw him in 2014 for the first time, and it's a person who looks like music is very inspiring, and he's very fucking good at it. Um, and he's coming all the way from like Berlin to like do a US tour, um, which he does every now and then. But we are fortunate enough to be able to like open for him. So Hell yeah. Very excited for that. Me too. Uh, Harold, anything you want to share? No? All right. Um, 
Saturdays at 5, Listen to Radio Artifact. I'll have a new episode probably this weekend for you. What's it going to be about? You got to listen and find out. That's RadioArtifact.com slash listen. Also available on FM and AM, but you look them up. Uh, and that's the show. As we always say, theme, 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 theme. Th- <laughs> I'm thinking, theme. About, thinking about that bathroom. That's what you should say. <laughs> you're going to have to fight Michael. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See ya. Where's your bathroom?